Bible Girl Podcast. I'm Jessica Robinson, and I've gathered my Bible, my journal, some study tools, and highlighters in every color for study time. From the practical to the inspirational, I pray that these podcasts give you the tools and motivation to be a Bible Girl, too. Welcome to episode 102 of the Bible Girl Podcast. Today we're talking about praying the Psalms. I'm really eager to get into this subject with you. This is uh, one of the topics that I've had uh, for a good while now, ready to go, that I've been wanting to share with you, uh, just waiting to be able to get back into podcasting. And I'm excited to introduce this method to you. I, I want to give you kind of two um, thoughts before we dig into the material today. The first of all is that this kind of process of praying the Psalms, the the method that I'm using and teaching to you today, is a little bit difficult to do through audio. You certainly uh, can can listen and you'll learn things and I hope that you'll get the show notes that will give you the questions that I use and have a little bookmarker that'll give you some help and some suggested psalms and things like that. But really, it's something that makes more sense when you see it. So I'm going to encourage you to make sure that you stop by my Instagram account. I am Jessie, J-E-S-S-I. L. Robinson there, and um, you can find me. I will be posting some photos. I'm hoping to post a little bit of a video um, doing it, but I can't promise that. I'm going to give that a try. We'll see if that will work, but there, um, it's something that you kind of need to see, and so I'm hoping that you'll do that. I'm also going to be posting some photos through the week. Um, the Instagram photos I'll also be posting on our Facebook group as well, and answering questions there about the method if you have any questions. So the first thing is that this is something that you really do need to see to kind of understand the layout and how I'm talking about it. The second uh, little thing I want to just say before we get started is it's going to seem like a lot. There are 11 questions that we'll be taking to the psalm and we'll be working through them and we'll be uh, circling, we'll be writing out the psalm, circling uh, the answers and then journaling about the answers. And so it does seem like it's a little bit of a process, but I just want to say I take, um, I take an entire week to do this method. I think that it's something that should not be rushed. It should be slow. It should be um, something that you would do um, in a more relaxed kind of way. You're, you're You're not just studying to learn something. What you're trying to do is you're trying to connect the psalm and the sentiments expressed by the author to the circumstances of your own life and using it as a springboard to talk to God about what's going on with you. And so this isn't something that you necessarily need to rush through. And it's not something that you want to just, you know, there's not a right answer in this. This is not, you know, looking for the fill in the blank answer that we do on so many Bible studies. This is asking you to to look at what the psalmist is expressing and then using that to express your own thoughts and emotions to God. And so uh, I would encourage you not to get overwhelmed as we go over this process. It is, um, like I said, it's 11 questions um, about a psalm and you're going to be doing journaling and it's going to it's going to take you a little while. But I generally try to spend about 10 minutes, um, you know, 
maybe four or five times throughout the week and finish a psalm up by the end of the week. And that's not a hard and fast rule because some psalms might take me, um, you know, a week and a half or two weeks and others, you know, are a little quicker depending on the theme of the song, how many verses it is and how much time I have. But certainly this is not something that the goal isn't to get finished it. The goal is to utilize it and to to be uh, blessed by it, to be encouraged, and then in turn to take that and, and use that to uh, as, a, as a language that you can use to express to God what you want to tell him about your life and what you, you need from him at this stage in your life. So um, those are two things I would encourage you just to kind of think about as we go forward. Don't rush it. And um, it will help you if you take a, a look at the Instagram or uh, Facebook pages and just kind of see a few pictures of what the finished product looks like as well as some process steps along the way. Very briefly, just to kind of tell you how I developed this method, it's not entirely mine. It came from uh, several different sources. And as I do with things, I, I'm always learning. I'm always trying to see what people are doing and methods that people are using. And then I start start tweaking them to fit me. I add stuff in, I take stuff away, I, I change the wordings, I begin over time just to kind of adapt my own thing. A lot of times when I do something like that, by the time I present it to the uh, women at my church or through the podcast, it's been, you know, 8, 10, 12 months or longer that I've been kind of tweaking and utilizing it in a way that it, it's kind of becomes a little bit organic. So I start somewhere learning something and then I, I began to kind of rework it into something that, that makes sense to me, oftentimes combining several things, which is pretty much what happened here. I started last spring, um, I read the Psalms for Prayer study from She Reads Truth, and I found that praying the Psalms gave me um, a language that I was struggling with. I was going through the earlier stages of addressing um, my cancer, and I didn't always have the words to, to say. The Psalmist gave me a language that I could use that was honest and raw, and I could express it before God, and so that study was very helpful to me. But just shortly after I had done the study, my pastor started a sermon series in the Psalms. And in the first Psalm that he he preached on, he said, this is a great Psalm to pray. And I would encourage you that during the week ahead to take that Psalm and pray it every day. And the Psalm was a, a blessing to me as he preached it. So I, I decided, well, I'll just use some of my questions, um, some of the notes that I took from the Psalms for prayer study, and I'll just pray this Psalm on my own. And I started to do that, working through some of the questions from the She Reads Truth study and changing some up and adding some new stuff. And then um, I went through another uh, big surgery in the summer last year uh, that uh, addressed some of my uh, issues, my cancer issues. And I was, I had a long recovery, I went into radiation, a lot of chemo, and during that time, I didn't have the mental capacity to do more traditional Bible study. And so for me, um, praying the Psalms um, and and digging into them this way was uh, easier for me mentally, and it also gave me um, a lot of comfort and a lot of encouragement during um, a a darker time in my life and something I, I still am struggling with. And so I have appreciated this um, method and, and this process of kind of digging out, you know, what you can find in the psalm and then using it as a springboard to prayer. 
I'm going to go over the process with you. And then after the process, I'm going to go over the questions and just briefly explain how they work. Most of them, I think, are self-explanatory. Although every time I think that, I find out that I wasn't as clear as I thought I was. So I will be on the Facebook group this week taking questions if you have any as you begin to give this method a try. Or as you read through the show notes, all the questions um, are listed in the show notes. And there's also a handy little bookmark you can print out that has the questions, it has the process and instructions, and then it also has a long list of suggested scriptures. The process um, is, is basically simple. You're just looking for, you're going to write the psalm out. You're looking for the answers to some of those questions. You're going to circle them and then in different colors of ink. And then you're going to journal on the, on the page some of your answers and some of your thoughts applying the uh, scripture to your life. And then when that's done, you're going to pray over it. It's um, a pretty basic process. Um, a few things about this and how to write it out and um, a little bit about the format that I use. Um, the first thing you have to do, of course, is choose a psalm to pray. And there is a list of suggestions on the bookmark. Um, I think this is, for many people, the hardest part is is picking a psalm that's doable. I think any psalm, uh, there's 150 of them, so you have lots of options. Any of them will work well, but not all of them will work well as a whole, meaning that um, you don't want to pick something that has too many verses. Um, I I don't, it's not that you can't do this method with them. It's just that you need to do it over several weeks. So I, I generally think the sweet spot for me is about 12 verses. And so once I start getting closer up to like 16 verses, I break it in half um, and I'll do half one week and then I'll do the other half the next week. And I do it that way because um, once you get past 16 verses, it's a lot and I think it slows you down and you don't really um, get as much from it. So um, the bigger you get, the the less deep you go. Just That's just a natural thing. The bigger this passage scripture you're studying, the less time you have to really dig into it. And um, I think in this method, it's important to make sure that you're really spending some time in the scripture. So I would encourage you to kind of keep it like, you know, 12 verses is really a good spot. Once you hit like 16 or so, then dividing it up into eight verses each is really good. And from then on out, I would try to keep, you know, each section no longer than 12 verses. The most of the passages that um, I have listed on the bookmarker as a good starting place are small enough to do. And some of the ones that are a little larger have really excellent break points, um, not necessarily halfway through, but there might be a, a psalm that's 18 verses. And there's a, a nice natural break between verse 10 and 11. And so you can do 1 through 10 the first week and then 11 through 18 the second week. So um, most of uh, all of the Psalms that are listed on that bookmarker are, are going to be a good uh, length for you to do in one to two weeks and um, are also Psalms that really have a lot of good stuff in them. They're Psalms that you're going to really be blessed by. Um, branch out, pick any psalm you'd like, just keep uh, that guideline in place that you just don't want it so big that you really can't um, dig into it and, and utilize it correctly. 
Once you've chosen the psalm, you want to write it out on a letter-sized piece of paper. You want to write it relatively large. Um, don't use teeny tiny writing. Um, and you want to leave space between the lines as well as between the verses so that you have room to make notes if you need to. And also remember, we're going to be circling. We're going to be asking questions and circling the answers that we see in the passage. And so you want to leave yourself plenty of room to, to be able to circle and color, especially if um, a certain uh, section or, or verse or phrase or, um, or word is going to answer several questions and you would have several circles in different colors. You're going to be thankful that you have that extra space. The other thing that I do is I write um, the scripture out on two thirds of the page. I imagine if you have three columns on your page, the far right hand column, column number three, would be blank. And you would put your scripture in um, that that two-thirds section of the paper. And you'll see that very clearly when I start posting pictures um, on Instagram. You'll see how I, I break that down. You're going to want to leave the right side, the right third of the page blank, and then write your scripture on the other two-thirds. I generally use two pieces of paper and um, just side by side. Um, I use do mine in an eight by 10 hardbound sketchbook. And I use a two page spread to do my scripture, leaving the right hand column on both pages empty. Once you've written it, you're going to start reading through the psalm several times. I would encourage you to pick a question or two each day and just read through the psalm once and look for the answers to those questions and then come back another day and look for the answers to those questions and you're just going to circle them. The, the questions are divided into three sections. The first uh, section is just looking at the, the details of the passage, and you're looking for two specific things. Who wrote it? And that will help you because if you know it's uh, David, uh, oftentimes the Psalms will give you um, a clue as to at what stage in his life he was writing it. So knowing the author will help you understand some of the circumstances in some of the different Psalms. And, um, and also we're looking for the emotions that are present. Is this a happy Psalm? Is this a depressed psalm? Is this a psalm of grief or suffering or sorrow? Or is this a, a, a psalm that's full of hope? Is this a praise psalm that you're just looking for some of the big emotions in the passage? Understanding that many of the psalms are just as complex as we are. There's joy and sorrow at the same time. So you may have several words used to describe the psalm. Both of those questions, who is the author and what emotions are present, I usually just jot down at the very top where I put the, the, the psalm uh, number. So I would write psalm, um, in this case, psalm 16, since that's the psalm I'm using as an example today. Um, but psalm 16, and then uh, next to it, I would just write the author, and which is David, and the emotions that are present. And this is a very hopeful psalm. This is, uh, he has much, uh, great confidence in God, and this is a confident and hopeful psalm. So that's what I would just write on the top um, by where it says Psalm 16. The next set of questions are the questions where you're going to be kind of digging into what's going on, what the psalmist is talking about. And these are where you're going to get out your colored pens or markers or pencils or whatever, and you're going to select a different color for each question. 
And as you choose your question for the day, you're going to go through and read the psalm and look for the answer to that question. You may find it multiple times over and over again, the same uh, answer, or you may find different answers as you go. You want to circle them all with the same color of ink for the same question. Then what you want to do is the next day, or maybe if you're doing two questions that day, you pick a different color for the next question and you want to go in and start reading it again and looking for the answer to that question. I do not recommend reading all five questions and trying to answer them all with one read through the scriptures. That's bad for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's it's another way of racing through the scripture. You're not really paying attention to something because your, your mind is too fractured um, looking for all these different answers. And then secondly, it's just a, a more of a... Uh, human brain kind of thing, keeping switching colors constantly, trying to answer the right question with the right color, you're going to make mistakes. Um, I've found that in lots of different methods that I use where you're marking scripture um, in a certain color, even if I'm just using specific highlighting colors for different things when I read, I, I have to read it each time for each color um, and each thing I'm looking for. Otherwise, I end up using the wrong colors for things and it gets to be a jumbled mess and I don't know what I'm doing. So um, for that reason, as well as the fact that you really want to be you're not in it to finish it. You're in it to be uh, changed by it. You're in it to to be blessed by it. You're in it to draw closer to God, to use it as a tool to uh, process your life with God. And so um, you, d you just don't want to race through it. That's not the goal. So I would do each of these questions separately um, and read the scripture each time. That's why I'm saying eight to 12 verses is a really good number because that's something that's easy to read several times in a day. The, um, the five questions that you're going to be asking, I'm going to go over them briefly. How is God addressed or described? This is where you would look for names of God or descriptions of God. Some Psalms will be uh, nothing but praise Psalms and you'll have pretty much the whole Psalm circled. Others, he'll just have one or two references to a characteristic of God or he'll call God by a specific name. Lord, you are my rock and my refuge. Um, in this Psalm, Psalm 16, um, he says, you are my Lord. He's very specific that it's, you're not just the Lord, but you're my Lord. And um, he uses Lord consistently over and over in this passage. So in this one, it's it's not very many, but um, it it is very clear what he's getting across that that is is the the uh, master of his life that he is speaking to. Um, the second one, what does it say about the psalmist's circumstances? In this particular psalm, in Psalm 16, we're getting that kind of we're kind of inferring that from something. He says at the beginning, "To preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge." In this passage, there is something that he is is feels that he needs refuge from, but the passage gives us no clue as to what that is. So um, I would say, in his circumstances, he he feels like, you know, he needs refuge. Uh, we don't know any more than that, and so that's what I would circle. Other times, he's going to be very specific. My enemies are chasing me. God, I am afraid of this danger. People are are saying things about me that aren't true, God. And you're going to get a very specific or clear picture of his circumstances. Um, in any case, whether they're inferred or whether you see them uh, when it, or however you see them, you just want to circle them with that second color of ink, whatever color you choose to use for that question. 
The third question is, how does the psalmist describe himself? In this particular uh, psalm, he doesn't really describe himself too much. Um, but in a lot of psalms, he'll say things like, um, I am so weary. Uh, my bones feel crushed. I, I have no hope anymore, Lord. I'm, I'm discouraged or I'm afraid. He will describe himself as being someone who feels hunted um, or slandered. Um, you'll see lots of instances where he's very, very specific about exactly uh, how he's feeling in that moment. Question number four is what request does he make of God? In this passage, Psalm 16, he's, he's asking, the only thing I really see is that he's asking God to preserve him. He has chosen God as his refuge, and he's asking God to preserve him, to save him, to allow him to survive whatever it is that he is finding difficult in his life. Some passages, some um, psalms are nothing but pleas. He's asking this, uh, God to do certain things in his life, vindicate me or, or rescue me from my enemies or punish my enemies, Lord, or, or give me wisdom and direction. I don't know where to go. I don't know what you're doing. Help me see you. Um, there are all sorts of requests that the psalmist will make throughout the book of Psalms. And so you're looking for this. What is he specifically asking God for? And when you see a request, just circle it. Question number five, what instructions are given to the reader? Some Pat Psalms have these and other Psalms don't. I would describe this as being somewhat like if you watch a TV show that's like a fake documentary and every so often the, the person in the story will turn toward the camera and speak to the audience. Sometimes the psalmist will do that. They will be talking about how God ref was their refuge and God helped them and God did this great thing for them. And then they'll say, put your trust in the Lord Almighty. He will save you. And so they're taking their circumstances and they're using them as a way to instruct the reader. This is something that you can do. This, this I did this and God came through for me. You should do that too. So look for those instances where there's some instruction that's given to the reader, something that the psalmist wants them to participate in or to understand as well. With those five questions, you will have circled the answers to them throughout the psalm in different colors of ink. When you're finished um, circling all the answers on the right-hand side of the page, you will take the same color of ink that you circled the answer and you will just summarize that answer on that right-hand blank side. Now, why we wait until the end to do this is because there are many things in the Psalms that are repetitive. He might ask for God's help and he might be asking for the same thing, but he says it four different ways. Um, oftentimes God, he, will, he will use um, several different words that all pretty much mean the same thing to um, in an artistic way or in a way meant to really stress the point. And so by circling them all first and then summarizing, sometimes you might have circled 10 answers to that question, but they can, it can be written. I can summarize it in, in two sentences. And so once you've finished all the circling in that blank right-hand side, you're just going to summarize your answers to those five questions. Then the last four questions have to do with turning this into um, into a prayer, your own connection to the to the psalm that's been written. 
So the first thing you're going to ask yourself is what situations in my life does the psalm call to mind? Maybe David or the psalmist is asking God for direction, and there's something in your life you need direction for too. Maybe the psalmist is asking God to um, to vindicate him because uh, there's something unfair going on in his life. And, and maybe you feel that too. Maybe you feel there's a situation where where the truth isn't getting out and, and maybe you look bad and you're worried about your reputation or someone believed something about you that wasn't true. And so you feel much like David did or much like uh, any of the psalm authors did when they would share these things. Your circumstances are similar. Um, of course, you know, they lived thousands of years ago, but still we... You know, we do have uh, much in common. Um, a lot of the human experience is universal. And so um, they experience times of, of doubt and they experience times of uh, confusion, times of, of being hurt by others and, and disappointed in the way their lives turned out. And so you can take that and see, like, is, is there something right now that I need direction for? Is there somewhere that I need God to be the one who defends me? Do I need refuge from something right now too? And you just um, would journal your answer to that in some of the blank space on the right-hand side. The second question is, what requests do I want to make of God? What In many of these psalms, the psalmist is sharing his circumstances and how he feels about them. And then he asks God for something. Can you, can you do this for me? Can you help me? Can you, can you give me this thing? Can you work this thing out? So what do you want to ask God right now? What things stirred up in you as you read this psalm that give you um, a desire to ask God for something, something that you want him to do for you or work in your circumstances? Question number three is, what do I want to tell God about my life? I think the reason that we love Psalms so much is because the psalmists are brutally honest about what is going on with them. And we can respond to that, that raw emotion and that truth um, and sincerity in the words that they write. And this is your opportunity to be the same way with God. Pour out your heart to him in some of that blank space on that right-hand side of the page. Just tell God, this is what I want you to know about my life right now. You know, David laid it out boldly before you. So here it is. Here's my life boldly. And, and tell him the things that you're wrestling with or the things that are on your mind and you can't let go of, the things that you're so unsure about or things that you're afraid of or things that you just... You just want God to know your heart about. That's what the Psalms are. They're, they're a crying out to God. God, this is what's, this is me. And this is what I'm going through. And this is where I need you. And this is your opportunity to do the same thing on the, on the blank space on the right-hand side. And then after this point, before you get to the last question, question four, at this point, once you get to that part, I would then stop and then do the last part of the process, which is pray through your notes. Using your own circumstances and your own feelings and, and talking and the areas in which you've journaled, just pray to God and, and lay it bare before him. Use that psalm to give you the language to pray and to speak to God about what's on your heart. And when you've done that prayer time, I encourage you just to sit a few minutes in the quiet and go to question number four, which is, what is God's response to me? Is there any response? To, is God offering me comfort? I will say that sometimes we are comforted by being able to share, and other times the comfort comes later. 
Sometimes God does give us an answer when we pray. Other times it comes in the silence. Other times it comes through a book or a podcast or a friend weeks later. So question number four, what is God's response to me in this section where we connect with God? I think this is something that you might come back to. You might be be sitting in your car and the radio's on and and a speaker comes on, a program, and the 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 person says something and you think, oh, that's exactly what I needed. Uh, that's exactly I just prayed about that a couple of weeks ago when I did Psalm 16. And so go back to your to your notebook or your journal, wherever you keep your notes from the Psalms that you prayed. And add that God, God gave you a response. There was there was an opportunity there for Him to speak to you, and and you you saw it, and you heard what He had to say. And so that question is one that can be answered over time. Just a couple little uh, things. I, I would encourage you to um, make sure that as you do this, you just go slow enough that it doesn't overwhelm you. A question or two a day. Um, if you if you write out the psalm and answer those first two detailed questions, the author and the emotions, the first day and just leave it there. That's that's enough. Then the second day, come back and just ask her one question. You can answer one question for five days in a row. And then maybe one day when you have a little bit longer, you could sit down and start doing the connect with God part and processing it and putting it together. And once you've journaled a little bit, maybe sit with it a day or two and then come back and begin to pray and pour your heart out to God. This process may take you eight, nine or 10 days to get through a psalm. Um, But the goal, once again, is not to get through it. The goal is to to use it in a way that it facilitates honest conversation with God and builds your relationship. We we have relationships with people and the, the better the relationship is, it's because we've spent time and we poured our hearts out to each other. And you know that in your own life, the people that you're the closest to are the people that know you the best. They're the people that you know the best, the people that you, you communicate with on a deeper level. And so if you want that kind of relationship with God, you have to be willing to put that kind of time and effort in. And it doesn't mean that you need to sit down and do this in three hours one day. It means that you need to be consistent. Because remember, the Bible girl motto is that the things we do, the small things that we do every day, have a greater impact than the big things that we do every once in a while. Doing a few moments every day of trying to use the psalm to propel you, to to give you a language and a a heart cry to be able to pour out your life to God is something that will bless you immensely over time. And so I encourage you to give this method a try. As I said, if you get the show notes, you, you'll get a bookmarker with a lot of suggested scriptures, has all, all the questions written out for you and the instructions as well. And uh, stop by the Facebook page this week if you have any questions. I'll have a, a Q&A post there that you can post your questions if you have anything you'd like to ask. I so love this journey with you, just being able to share some of the things that God has been using in my life and hope in some small way that they're a blessing to you as well. If the podcast blesses you, I encourage you to pass it on to someone else. Let somebody know about Bible Girl and leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you're using to listen. That helps other people find us and I would love to uh, be able to get the resources that I produce through this podcast into more hands so that more and more uh, women are finding ways to um, utilize 
uh, the scriptures in such a way that aren't just for knowledge, but change their lives and help them know God more deeply because that relationship is what's going to make everything in your life different. God bless you, and we'll see you back at the next episode. Thanks for listening. Go to BibleGrowPodcast.com to email me, download show notes, sign up for my newsletter, print a monthly scripture writing list, and listen to past episodes. Join the Bible Girl Facebook group to get the latest podcast news and to interact with me and other listeners. I'm all over social media as Jessie L. Robinson. That's J-E-S-S-I-L Robinson. I'd love for you to friend or follow me. Join me again for another episode of Bible Girl.